It took far longer than imagined before we were ready for the sea. I brooded by the hour over the map, the details of which I remember just as well to this day. My head was full with the most charming anticipations of sea dreams, and before I knew it, several weeks had passed on when we received a letter from Squire Trelawney. It was addressed to Dr. Livesey and myself, and read as follows. Dear Livesey, the ship is bought and fitted. She lies at anchor ready for sea. You never imagined a sweeter schooner, the Hispaniola. I got her through an old friend, an admirable man who slaved away in my interest. And so, I must say, did everyone in Bristol, as soon as they got wind of what we sailed for, treasure. The only thing that troubled me was assembling a crew. I wished a round score of men in case of trouble, and feared the worst, until the most remarkable stroke of fortune brought me the man I required. I was standing on the dock, when, by the merest coincidence, I fell in conversation with him. He is an old sailor, working in a public house here, but wants a berth as cook to get to sea again. I hired him on the spot to be the ship's cook. Long John Silver, he is called, and only one leg he has, losing t'other in his country's service. Before I knew it, Silver had got together a crew of the toughest old salts imaginable, not pretty to look at, no, but of the most indomitable spirit. So now, Livesey, make haste, bring young Hawkins, and do not lose an hour. Seaward ho! Postscript. I did not tell you that we found someone to be our sailing master. A stiff man, but an admirable fellow. Long John Silver unearthed a very competent person for a mate as well, by the name of Arrow. Very competent, though I trust you may be surprised by their appearance. Saying goodbye to my mum was the hardest part. After all we'd been through, especially with the captain, well, I could hardly stand to leave her. I knew she'd be just all right on her own, especially with Mr. Dance to help if needed, but I knew not when I'd see her again. Mr. Dance had hired another boy to assist her in my absence, and it was only on seeing him that I understood my situation. I had thought up to that moment of the adventures before me, but not of the home that I was leaving. Mum, it's time for us to go. Oh. Oh, it is, isn't it? It won't be too long. We'll be back by August. And um, if we're not... Uh, Mr. Dance says he'll send someone to find us and bring us home. And I know that Mr. Trelawney has hired a good crew, and we- I know, Jim. You're a man now, and you're off on to your own journeys. I'll be fine here. We'll get the inn all sorted back together, good as new. Oh, we'll find it, Mum. Hmm? The treasure. I'll find it. I promise. I know you will, Jim. And when I do, I'll bring it back here. And we'll never have to work a day in this inn ever again. Yes, Jim. You do just that for us. <clears throat> Sorry to interrupt, but uh, best for us to be going along now. Oh, oh. Of course. Yeah. Bye, Mum. Goodbye, Jim. Please be safe. Of course I will. He really will be okay. 
I he will be okay, because if he is not, when he returns, Dr. Lissy, then I will see to it that you never hear the end of it. Oh. Oh, but of course. Uh, but, well, I um, really must be going now. Yes, well, off with you then. Right. Uh, goodbye then. Until next we meet. Be safe, Jim. It was no sooner we'd left that I felt like we had arrived in Bristol. Mr. Trelawney had taken up residence at an inn down near the docks to supervise the work upon the Hispaniola. Though I had lived by the shore my entire life, I felt as though I had never been near the sea till then. The smell of tar and salt was new. I saw the most wonderful figureheads. As I walked with Dr. Livesey, I saw old sailors with rings in their ears, with whiskers curled in ringlets, clumsily swaggering across the docks and streets. I was going to sea myself, bound for an unknown island and endless treasures. Oi, what are you looking at? Nothing at all, sir. We do apologise. Moving along now, Jim. Oh, Jim, are you all right? Sorry, sir. Just trying to take it all in. Well, best not to stare, especially at some of the more unsavoury folk. Yeah. Sorry. Ah, Livesey. Jim, here you are at last. Squire Trelawney! How good of you to arrange everything for us. It was my greatest pleasure, truly. And look at you, all dressed down in your sea officer's blues. I think I look rather dashing myself. Ah, here we are then. Livesey, Jim... It is my pleasure to introduce you to our captain, Captain Smollett. And there, his first mate, Arrow. Good morning, gentlemen. The pleasure is mine. Marnan, welcome to Bristol. Oh, you! You're... Well, that is to say, you are a... Um... A woman? Yes. Yes, of course. No reason to assume otherwise. Arrow is as trustworthy a mate as they come, I'm told, though we've never sailed together. More than capable of running the entire ship on her own, did it ever come to that? Brilliant, yes. Oh, what a journey we shall be going on. Now then, Jim, I've a task for you. I know you've only just arrived, but I have a message for John Silver, or Long John Silver, as the sailors are wont to call him, and I would like you to deliver it post-haste. Me? You? Yes, you, my boy. It is urgent, no time to waste. Just head to the ship. It's just outside from us here. Can't miss it. Yes, sir. Now then, Mr. Trelawney, I have some matters I wish to discuss with you. Yes, of course. In time, in time. For now, I must show Livesey here around the docks. Fine, then. Excuse me, sir. Yes? When do we sail? When? Why, Jim, we set sail tomorrow. Hello everyone, my name is James Wipert, I am the creator and executive producer of Public Domain Players. I just wanted to jump in here and give a quick thank you for listening to Treasure Island. Here we are in episode 3, and it has been quite a journey so far. I just wanted to let you know that you can find us online on Twitter at Public Players, on Instagram at Public Domain Players, and to ask that if you like the show to please share it with your friends and family. Uh, we don't pay for advertising at all, so we solely spread by word of mouth. So if you really like the show, please leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And yeah, just let people know to check us out.
You can stay tuned at the end of the episode where I'll give you a full rundown of the cast and credits for the show, um, as well as some other places you can find us and support us if you really like us. Alright, I don't want to keep away from the story for too long, so I'm going to end it there, and I'll see you again at the end of the episode. Enjoy. I'd never seen a ship quite like that one. She stood tall, magnificent, her mainsail reaching up to the skies higher than I could fathom. As I stepped aboard, I was surrounded by the commotion of sailors going about their business. Ropes and provisions passed in a flurry. I couldn't yet comprehend what I was seeing. Oi! Watch your head! <laughs> watch your business, you bilge rat. Now, Harry, you watch out for yourself and don't give no worry to what others be doing. My name's Jim, sir. I'm with Mr. Trelawney. Ah, you're the cabin boy. I heard tell about you, then. What brings you to the ship this day? We don't set for the sea till tomorrow. Well, sir, Mr. Trelawney sent me to... Black Dog! Ah, what? Someone stop him! By the gangway! It's Black Dog! You there, Morgan! Up here, then, with haste. You was talking to him. What did you say his name was, then? Black what? Black Dog, sir. He was one of the buccaneers. Buccaneers, hmm? Has Mr. Trelawney not told you about them? One of those sea swabs, hmm. Morgan, here then. What was ye talking to that scurvy sailor about? Had ye ever clapped eyes on that scoundrel before? Not I, sir. Did ye catch his name by chance? No, sir. By the powers, Morgan. If you be mixed up with the likes of that, you'll never put another foot on my ship. What was he saying to you? I, uh... Don't rightly know, sir. Is that a head you've got on your shoulders or a dead eye? You don't rightly know, do ya? Come now, what was he jawing on about? Voyages? Captains? Ships? Pipe up! We was talking of keelhauling. Keelhauling, eh? I'll drag you under the ship myself if I has to, and you may lay to that. Back to your place then, Morgan. Oi, sir! She's a good lad, Thadden, but she's more than a mite daft. Let's see now. Black Dog, was it? I don't know the name. He came to my mother's inn, sir, threatening royal things. I've seen him round these docks before, I think. Yes, he, he used to come down by the spyglass inn with a blind beggar, methinks. That, that he did, sir. I know that blonde man, too. His name was Pew. Pew. That it is. That were the name for certain. Well, if we run down this black dog, that'll be some news for Trelawney. He talked of keelhauling, did he? Well, I'll keelhaul him myself. Sir, I've this note from Mr. Trelawney for you. A note, yes. See here now, Hawkins, my boy. What's Trelawney to think of this? Here I've got a member of me own crew talking to that son of a Dutchman. You telling me plain as day. You're a lad smart as paint, I can tell. Why, what I should have done to her was... <laughs> what an old sea calf I am. You and me should get on well, Jimbo. Why, I'd take to Davy Jones's locker before I should be rated ship's boy again. But come now, Jim. Let us go and find Trelawney ourselves, hmm? 
Report this whole here affair. So we were off then, Silver and myself, back to the inn. He was the most interesting companion, telling me about different ships, different nations, explaining the work that he had going forward, and every now and then sharing some anecdote about ships or the sea. I began to think he was the best possible shipmate I could have found. As we got to the inn, Dr. Livesey and Trelawney were huddled together looking over some papers. Silver and I told them everything as it happened, and I couldn't quite shake the feeling that even now Black Dog was around, watching us. And that was how it happened now, weren't it, Jim? Yes, sir, it was. Well, it is certainly a shame that he got away, but I think there is nothing to be done at this point. Aye, sir. And I'll keep an eye on that one that was talking to him, I will. Thank you, Silver. Mm, well, I'd best be back to the ship now. Plenty to attend to. All hands aboard by four this afternoon. Aye, aye, sir. Well, sir, I don't put much faith in your discoveries as a general rule, but I must say John Silver suits me well. The man's a perfect find. And what do you think of the ship, Jim? She's beautiful, sir. Grander than I ever could have imagined. Ah, that she is. That she is. <laughs> Come now, Jim. Let's get you something to eat, hmm? One last proper meal before we subsist as seamen do for the foreseeable future. Hello again, everybody. James here. Once again, thank you for listening to our production of Treasure Island. Treasure Island was adapted from the original novel by Robert Louis Stevenson. It was written and adapted by myself, James Wipert. It was produced by me and David Coonan. The cast for this episode, in order of appearance, was as follows. Larry Oblender as Adult Jim. Michael Curry as Trelawney. Tiffany Renee Bear as Dr. Livesey. Kira McFarland as Young Jim, Kate Fallon as Mrs. Hawkins, Emily Booza as Pirate 3, Conrad Bear as Captain Smollett, Caroline Hertz as Arrow, Michelle Stahl as Pirate 5, Jerry Schultz as Long John Silver, Evelyn Dumont as Morgan. You can find more about the cast, including their social media links and their various websites in the episode notes of the show. You can find Public Domain Players online. Uh, we are on Twitter at Public Players. We are on Instagram at Public Domain Players. A little bit more active probably on Instagram than on Twitter, but still decently active on both. The Public Domain Players logo, as well as the Treasure Island logo, were both designed by Bad Otter Design House, who you can find on Instagram at bad.otter. As I said earlier, if you like the show, please share it with your friends and family. We do not pay to advertise at all, so we are solely spread on the goodwill of our listeners and our cast members, and we truly hope that you enjoyed enough to pass it along as well. A good review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you might be listening to this truly does go a very long way for us. If you really, really like the show, you can support us on Patreon as well at patreon.com slash public domain players. 
We've got all kinds of rewards and tiers there, including thank you shoutouts at the end of episodes, um, all the way up to potential input on future projects, uh, depending on what level you choose. But it's just a cool way to give back a little bit if you can. I think that is about everything for this week. Yeah, so once again, just thank you very much for listening. We are at episode three now and moving quickly towards episode four. Um, We are really starting to get into the heart of this story, and we really hope that you stick around and enjoy it as much as we enjoyed making it. So we'll see you in two weeks for episode four. Thank you.